You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Happy hump day, everybody. Hopefully, you guys are having a stress-free week so far, and uh, the rest of your week goes as smooth as the first part did, and hopefully... These podcasts that I'm putting out can reduce your stress and keep your mind off work and on hunting. And today we have a different kind of hunter profile podcast. We're going to be talking with Jimmy Davis and Jimmy is going to talk to us about the steps he is taking or he has he took to introduce his daughter and his son into bow hunting or hunting in general and a specific story about how he had a successful bow hunt with his son in the tree stand with him. Um, I got a kick out of it because as a father myself, um, I'm looking forward to the day that I can start bringing my kids into the timber with me. Um, I'm already doing that a little bit, but they're still young where it's probably not a good idea to get them 20 foot up in a tree quite yet. But I'm looking forward to that day. So why don't we get right into this week's Hunter Profile Podcast with Jimmy Davis. Enjoy. All right. On the phone with me now is Jimmy Davis. How's it going today, Jimmy? Pretty good. Pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing fine. Did you have a good Easter? Yeah, it was real good, actually. Yep. Spent time with the family and, and, uh, and the kids, and here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I I had two days of pretty much gluttony stuff in my face, and it was all topped <laughs> off. Like I wait for my grandma makes has this mashed potato recipe, and she does it for every family gathering, and it's something that I kind of I go overboard with. So I go in for like third and fourths, and then I I'm nice and I wait to make sure everybody had their fair share, and then I go in and just clean house. I hear you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, why don't you? Why don't we start off? And uh, you can. And what I'll say right now is, you had a successful season on more than one front today, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But what, go ahead and tell us where you're from and what you do for a living. Hey, right. well, um, in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Um, I'm an electrical designer for a company that does uh, our systems, Cure Ink, and huge commercial pen presses all over the world. So, like stuff that your credit cards are made of or printed from, um, DVD covers, that kind of stuff. Like all of our our equipment, it cures the ink via UV and LED. So, oh, so nice. kind of a yeah, it's it's a pretty neat, pretty neat deal. So. Cool. All right, so. You're from Wisconsin, huge hunting tradition in, in Wisconsin. And um, how long, I, first off, let's start for you. Let's start at the very beginning. Who was it that got you into hunting? When did you start 
hunting? Well, I started right away when I was say, turned 12, and that, that was the legal age in Wisconsin at the time. And my, I was growing up before that, my dad and my uncle, they would always go out bow hunting, and me and my little cousin or whatever had to sit there at the house, you know, and watch them go, and he could never go. And it's like, oh, I just want to go. And, and uh, but yeah, I didn't get to go, you know, I didn't actually start going until I turned 12, and that was gun hunting. And uh, yeah, I, I actually was pretty successful. Year. I think it was the first first four or five years opening morning in the same stand, same spot. Um, shot a buck each time, and uh, that kind of got me into bow hunting more. Then after that, so the how old were you when you first started bow hunting? Oh gosh, I must have been like fifteen, yeah, fifteen and sixteen. I remember my buddy, um, best friend in high school, we. You know, as soon as we got home from school, we hunted together all the time. Like we sat each with each other next to next to each other in a different tree or whatever, and you know it didn't matter if it was an hour or less before the light went down or not. We were out there, and it was uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. So you started, you got into hunting your um, around fifteen, sixteen, and and you tagged out opening morning on a buck for the first four years. You picked up a bow. Actually, sorry, that was with a gun. Oh, I'm with a gun. Okay. Gun. So, yeah, yep, with a gun. So, yeah. that was from as old as you could 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Yep. You tagged out on a buck every morning. Now, as a, as a new hunter, uh, those first couple seasons, were you in the tree stand with your dad or your uncle or somebody like that? Um, I wasn't in the same tree. Like, my dad, dad and I always went. Um, I sat on the ground in a, an old folding chair, I remember about 150 yards away from him the first year and then uh then after that he let me actually go in the tree by myself and and i remember was, you know before 7 30 my gun going off and i'd be come running up to him because you know his cell phones weren't really going then yet so yeah i come running up to him and bug him before he could even get a good chance to hunt so <laughs> So, so you, you were, uh, you know, you were a youngster back then and, um, how excited were you, you know, for opening day of gun season to get out there? And as far as your very first hunt when you were 12, I don't know if you, I mean, if you can remember that far, what was it like? What was the anticipation like? Uh, yeah, I can't remember everything, but I just, I just remember the actual hunt, you know, I just remember this buck walking in and I was nervous as all get out and, and, uh, um, like, see, I said, I couldn't remember leading up to it, but when that buck walked in right at light and put the trigger on him and it has a 30 out six and it's a pump and I unloaded four shots in like, you know, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that was pretty fun. So the deer didn't stand a chance basically. Uh, nope, he didn't go very far. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, and then after you, you know, after you killed that first buck of yours at the age of 12, what was the next year like when, I mean, was there still, was there high anticipation? Were you, uh, I know as a kid, some kids can be, you know, a little cocky to, oh, I, I shot a buck already. I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot another one. So, <laughs> I mean, what, what was it like, um, going into that second season, if you can remember, were you just as pumped or was, had it, did anything change? You know, it was pretty much, uh, you know, this time I was in the tree, so it was a little bit different scenario. Like I actually built the tree stand 
myself, you know, and I mean, back in the early nineties, I mean, we built wood tree stands back then. And yeah. um, it, was like, it was three big oak trees and I built a platform with a railing around it, you know, and, and two by four steps going up to it. And so I, I had done all that to myself and I was pretty excited about that. I know that. And, uh, but yeah, it was basically the same scenario, you know, nice, uh, big seven pointer come walking in and I mean, 15 yards away. And that was a, it was a done deal. Done deal. <laughs> That's <was> pretty pumped. <laughs> so was your dad, did your dad, was he, was he giving you tips and tricks on where to set up or was it kind of like, all right, Jimmy, you're a deer hunter now, go figure it out. You know, you know, yeah, he, you know, when I was, like I told you before, I actually started hunting. My dad was always bull hunting all the time. Well, then things kind of changed, you know, once I started was able to go bull hunting and whatnot myself. Like, um, he was busier with his job and he couldn't spend much time with me as I wanted him to, you know? And so I just, I basically just, like I told you, my buddy and I hunted these bull hunts together a lot. Yeah. And, uh, we just trekked the woods and looked for sign and, you know, we just trial and error kind of thing, you know, and that's, that's kind of how we've I've done it ever since. <laughs> okay. So then during the actual gun season, that's when you kind of were spending the time with your, your dad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because dad would never miss gun season. So. Gotcha. So <clears throat> you got into bow hunting at about 15 and your dad really didn't, uh, he, he, he couldn't get out and show you the ropes as much as you wanted to. So you, you went with a buddy and uh, you guys started learning together trial by error. What were, what were your goals when you were younger? Was there kind of like uh if it's Brown, it's down kind of mentality when you were bow hunting or were you guys going after mature bucks or fill me in there? Um, well, basically my dad had kind of instilled in my head, don't ever shoot a doe, you know, cause Back then, you always had to apply for a, a license, for a doe license in Wisconsin, or sticker, I believe it was. And anyway, and Dad, he would never shoot a doe, so it kind of got in my head. Oh, we don't want to shoot a doe. <laughs> so, so my buddy and a lot of us, a lot of times, we didn't have any success out of the tree stand, but um, we had some public land around us with some ravines and a river bottom. And, and during the rut, we would go through and we just walk through areas and we sat down beside each other. One would have rattling horns and one have a grunter. I mean, sit basically back to back kind of thing, you know, and, uh, one would try to call here and there and we just kind of do that. And we had some pretty awesome experiences from that. Cool. So as you, you know, as you started getting older and, um, you know, maybe you started going out without your buddy, uh, after, you know, in your high school days or maybe even after high school, when did you start to get into like, did, have you ever been into it real serious where you throw the trail cameras out and you're, you're going after a set group of bucks or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I was pretty fortunate. I got to spend a lot of time in uh, Buffalo County with some guys and, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Buffalo County, Wisconsin, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, yep. uh, so I got to spend a lot of time with those guys and um, be around the big bucks. Like we would go out early and before season even start, and you know, scouting them out. You know, doing some velvet velvet filming and that kind of stuff. And you know, from where I grew up to there, the size of the deer was night and day. You know, for rack wise, and um, it's pretty crazy. Like just being around, it got you got me so used to being around the bigger animals. You know, so yeah. I had kind of had that kind of got that and 
instilled in my head then, you know, like, all right, you know, like we can pass the little ones because this is what the big boys can be, you know, this is what they can be like, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, so I got to experience that quite a bit. And then, um, I guess when I got married, I got married into some good land in Pepin County, which <laughs> borders Buffalo County. And yeah, it was, and I still have that place today. It's uh, pretty much myself and my boy now. So, did you yeah. marry your wife just for her her dad's hunting land? <laughs> I won't ever admit <laughs> it, but maybe. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got lucky. Like he has her dad is young mom that has three daughters, and um, uh, I'm really into hunting. And her dad was a farmer, and he's retired now for farming, and he just leases out to a field to his brother, and. uh, I basically get to run in the land now, the woods and everything. So nice, nice, Pretty nice. So is it your Pretty t- fortunate? Is it your typical ag and timber type setup, like with, you know, ag fields with fingers going in and out, with maybe a chunk of timber? Describe some of the property that you're hunting. Yeah, we were, we're really lucky. Actually, we have kind of I don't know how to say it. It's the best of both worlds in a way. Like we have a ridge top that runs east and west and it goes for miles with, like you said, fingers coming out on each side and got a really awesome bowl in it. And then across the road, we have um, a creek bottom. There's a point that comes off the ridge that actually funnels right down into this creek bottom. And I've always, well, where I grew up hunting, like was flatland pretty much. So it took me quite a while to kind of, well, I think I learned, so I was starting to learn the hills and, the last couple of years, I started learning the creek bottom stuff and how these bucks funnel up and down from the ridge top down in there. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty lucky. I mean, it's, it's about 200 acres. And like I said, there's, there's egg fields all around us on each side of the ridges on each side of our creek bottom. And so, so it's pretty, it's pretty good setup, really. Okay. A lot of big deer running through that area. What's that? Sorry. A lot of big deer running through that area. Yeah, there is actually. Yeah. You know. What's uh what's the biggest deer you've shot off that property or off of any of the Wisconsin properties that you've hunted? Um, the biggest one I've shot was just over one forty. Um okay. I did shoot one a couple of years ago that we were guesstimated he was in the one sixties plus and I made a high shoulder oh, shot man. and never to get him but he was he was a beast (laughs) been there done that that sucks man yep Yep. all right so you know the very beginning of the story we talked a little bit about um you as a a child getting into hunting now what what year did you get married i got married in 03 2003 all right 2000 2003 and how old i guess how and she your son you said is now eight right yep okay so let's see so in about 2006 is when you had your son how how important was it for you to like have your son be a part of hunting well like and i shouldn't and i shouldn't i shouldn't just this this story's going to get to your son here in a second, but I shouldn't just yep. say your yep. son because you have a daughter too. So yep. I, I guess I'll ask a, a broader question and say, how important is you to make sure your children are involved in the outdoors and in hunting? You know, like at first, like when my boy was born, my wife told me, she's like, you know, 
just don't, I know you love your hunting and stuff. Cause she, ne- she always says, you're never done hunting. Even when I say, okay, I'm done hunting for the year. She's like, you're never done. Don't ever say that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like in the back of my mind is like, I oh, you know, I really hope they like it, you know, but she doesn't want me to pressure them into it. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And but um like I've brought both of my boy and my daughter like early on in their I mean golf. I got I got some pictures of my boy of uh, a buck, my uncle's buck, he was gosh, he must have been only four years old, standing there holding both sides of the buck just looking at it in awe, you know, and yeah. and uh I kinda just Brought them out to it to experience it to see what they would do, you know, and if they grossed out about it or not, or they didn't care, they liked it, and they both got on multiple tracking jobs with us now. And and uh, even my daughter, she's going to be five this year, and she's she's already into it, and she wants to she wants to get a bowl, and and, and my boy, well, I kind of I don't know if it's all my fault or not, but he's a diehard already. He's already yeah. got his bowl, and he's shooting constantly and, and uh, <laughs> so yeah so what did you do to get your your children involved i know you mentioned a couple tracking jobs but do you go into any more detail with that i mean are you explaining to your children um you know how how a bow works how a gun works you know like how a deer goes from a bedding area to a field source and you and like tree stand placements or you, or or are you keeping it kind of high level right now um, like for my with my daughter not a ton, um, yet. Um, but my boy, you know, he he'll sit there and he watches the T V shows with me and all the time and, and uh he asked me lots of questions, so we we sit and talked about it and like, I guess one good example is I'm pretty big on scent control and, and uh one day we were driving by a gas station and there's two guys standing outside their truck at the gas station, all dressed in camel and uh my boy he's like, Dad they can't be doing that. You know, they're going to smell them, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, That's got to be a win just, for you. Pick So him picking that up. Oh yeah. He's, he's just, he, he picks up, he's watches everything and picks up on everything. And, you know, somebody will make a shot on TV and it'll be perfect shot, whatever. He's like, Oh man, that was awesome. Dad. You should see that. But you know, just, I just watched it fall right in there, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's pretty exciting to hear him talk like that. So is your is because I have a daughter and um, yep. I I talk to her and I always like hey do you want to go shoot a big buck with daddy or do you want to go shoot a deer with daddy sometime and she's like ah yeah okay yeah and I'll show her the antlers downstairs and she's she's yep. I don't know she's only three so I'm maybe I'm and I'm not pressuring her you know lead the horse to water but you can't make it drink type of thing but yeah uh, yep. uh, I know I'm. I probably have a little bit high expectations for her at this moment, but um, what's your, what does your daughter think of all this? Is she, is she grossed out by blood or like when you, when you shoot a deer and, and hang it, does she get grossed out by that or? You know, not like I thought it would be at first, like her first, first experience we got in a doe and she went tracking it with it and she actually wanted to hug it, you know, and pet yeah. it and all that good stuff, you know, but she wasn't grossed out about it. And then like, even this last year, um, she, she was like, Oh, there's blood on there. I'm not touching that, but I'll touch this, you know? Yeah. And, and so she's not too bad really. And, and I'm not forcing her to see it. And I said, Oh, if you don't want to see it, we don't need to look at it, you know, kind of thing. And, gotcha. and the, I'm actually venturing into taxidermy. I went to school and kind of do some stuff on the side and, both of them have been in my shop here while I'm keeping out of 
I do. And they don't, my boy, he does great and helped me. And my daughter and his sister looks at it. And she wasn't grossed out, though, which I was pretty surprised. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So this story, is, we're leading up to an experience that you had this this year where you're you shot a deer with your son in this in the tree stand with you but was this his first year in the tree stand with you 2015 season was this his first experience sitting in a tree stand with you or was it earlier uh nope he was in this year um 2014 2013 was his first year that he went with me during gun hunting Okay. Um, he bought a ladder stand and said it was his ladder stand and and uh, that kind of thing. And then so he went gun hunting with me. And we didn't get anything. And then 2014, he actually sat in a tree with me bow hunting. Um, we got busted by doe because he wasn't sitting still. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was pretty interesting. And she was blowing at him, and he didn't see her. I could see her, but he didn't see her. And uh, that was a good learning experience for him. And then. Um, he hunted with me gun season last year again. And now this year was he sat with me a bunch during bull season this last year. Okay. What was, uh, how was he? I guess, was it just afternoon hunts? Did you start him off with just afternoon hunts or did you do any morning hunts with him? It was mostly afternoon hunts. Okay. Yeah. So what was his, what's, what is, I guess, describe to us what your son is thinking or saying as, I don't know, Maybe you ask him, hey, do you want to go hunting with dad tonight? And he says, yes. I mean, is he just jacked to go or is he kind of like, like, does his brain switch to like, okay, I got to get my camo. I got to do this. I got to do this. What's, what's he, what's um, he act like? He, he gets excited. And then I always try to give him the options. Like, all right, so this is what the wind is doing. So we could sit in the stand. And we try to we name our stand locations like we got a lucky stand, a crick bottom stand, and that kind of thing. You know, what stand do you think will work best? You know, we sit here, we got the wind doing this, or we sit here, we got the wind doing that. I, I try to make it fun for him, you know. So it's like, like he's really got a lot of control of it, you know, and just to, you know, make it that much more better for him. But yeah, he's he's pretty precise, like he's particular with everything that he does. He analyzes everything and. uh but yeah, he's got his own harness, you know, all that good stuff. And good. yeah, he's 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 always in front of me when we're walking out in the field. So. so he's he knows we're all like if you if we get out of the truck and he picks a certain stand, he knows how to get to it. Oh yeah, yep. So yep. I mean, are you guys doing anything else like uh, shed hunting or turkey hunting or anything like that? Um, we're gonna go turkey hunting this year. He's gonna get involved with that. Okay, and then um. Um, so that'd be his first year for that part of it. But, um, yeah, he goes shed hunting. Like we went shed hunting this year and he actually was buried himself in the thicket and got all cut up and everything from the briar bushes and stuff, which I was pretty impressed with. <laughs> <laughs> did, and, he, uh, did he find any sheds? We did not find any. We, we had a bad year. This year. We didn't find much of anything. Gotcha. Okay. So, but, he helps me put mineral out and, you know, the trail cameras and that kind of stuff. So you're flipping through the trail cameras, uh, pictures with oh, him. Oh, yeah. And what's he, what's he talk, what's the conversation like when you guys are flipping through those pictures? Uh, well, a good example, like, uh, we've, we've, we tried to feed our deer a little bit this year over the winter. 
more so they would stay because they don't like to winter at our property as much. And um, but this year, well, it's been logged for two years now, so now it's more cover for them to stay. So we we were putting out corn, and we've been watching a, a buck that already had shed, and he had double throat patch. So he he named him. Oh, there's that double throat patch buck again, Dan, and yeah, this and that. And we had a real nice ten pointer, probably one fifties this year that showed up after I shot my buck in 2015 here and he's like you gotta save that buck for me when I can go bull hunting you know and this and that and so he he analyzes them pretty good and he, he recognizes them and I, I help him like because he before he'd always be like well how can you tell it's the same buck how can you know it's this buck and I said well look at this you know see this here and see that scar there or, or whatever you know yeah so, okay so he, he's excited to go with you. He's in, you know, he's leading the way to the tree stand location. You know, he, he gets, uh, he gets up in the tree with you. And as you're waiting, as you're waiting there for deer, what's, what's the conversation like? What's he talking about? He gets, he gets pretty antsy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, um, I'm really surprised he can actually sit still very long in the tree stand. Cause he's just always going kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, he's like, well, why aren't we seeing him here? You know, why can we go? You know, you know, he'll be so excited to get there, but then yeah, he'll get bored in a hurry. And he's like, well, why can't we go? And I said, well, we got to stick it out, you know? And then you got to be there before, you know, at the right time. And then you're going to stick it out for prime time, you know, kind of thing. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So um, is he, I mean, is he the kind of, I mean, is, are you letting him rattle or grunt or are you just kind of maybe trying to focus on being as still as possible for as long as possible? And I know that can be hard because my daughter is a firecracker. Like she's, she's a, she just goes, 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 goes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty much a firecracker also. Um, here, I don't think we didn't do any rattling this year. And I think I might've let him call once or twice, I think. And he'll practice that inside the, we got a cabin at the land and uh, uh, field practice inside with rattling and that kind of thing, you know, but haven't quite got them into doing that yet out in the woods so much. Okay. So this year, uh, I mean, you went out and you did a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, bow hunting with him in the tree. Um, Was he there during the summer as you were shooting your bow a lot? I mean, or in your backyard or wherever it is that you actually shoot your bow, is he sitting there watching you and asking you questions? Does he have a toy bow or something like that? Um, well, he actually has his own bow. I got him uh, diamond nuclear ice, I think it was, when he was six. He started shooting that, and then um, he did a winter league. In 2014, he did a winter youth league with it. Yeah. And, uh, so, he, so he was shooting right alongside of me kind of thing. <laughs> so, so I mean, it was like a, a regular bow. I mean, it was a real deal bow. And then um, this last this year, I guess this Christmas, just before Christmas, I bought him a, a Matthews Pipe DT. And uh, so, yeah, he he's always shooting. Yesterday, he finished his youth league and he got third place out of that. A lot of the kids in that were like 11 years old, 12 years old. So, so he's he's good. not only into the hunting and the nature aspect of it, but it sounds to me like he's he's into the archery portion of it as well. Yeah, he gets home in the middle of winter here, and it's 
two degrees out. Dad, I want to go shoot. I'm like, dude, you can't <laughs> shoot. Your hands are going to fall off, you know? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that's great. how many times did you take him out? Um, how many times did you take him out uh, bow hunting this year? And uh, I get before... I mean, were you guys seeing deer every time? I mean, did you guys get busted because he was moving, anything like that? Um, I see. I think we went out probably four or five times together before before we actually got a deer. But we sat in the, in the ground blind set up on the field, and I try to get him into that ground blind more so that way he can uh, move around and not be exposed so much, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yep. So. Yeah. So I let him bring games with too. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, my next, my next thing was, okay. So you got him in a, a ground blind and, uh, and into the tree a little bit as well. But, um, what are you doing to keep him occupied while I guess you're sitting there waiting? Cause obviously bow hunting any type of hunting is a lot of waiting and kids, right. kids don't handle that very well. What, uh, right. treats, snacks, all that stuff. Oh yeah. And, Candy bars and juice and uh, what else is Nintendo DS. <laughs> you make well, you, sure you keep that sound off, you know. Off, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. so were you in a tree stand or were you in? Uh, I mean, I guess my my next question should be: did, Were did you have deer encounters while you were in in the tree stand before the actual? the your your harvest this year i mean were, were there opportunities for you to say okay well, okay there's one here's here's one comes be real quiet or right were there were there any successful encounters you know um the first two nights we went out we didn't see much of anything that was any, anywhere close and then uh see, the night before i harvested my buck this year um we had i think it was like eight deer on the field and we had one real nice buck that came Gosh, we had a food plot. Like it was an egg field. It had corn in the middle, and a big bowl, and it alfalfa around the outside of the edge of the woods. And then we also had a food plot about 75 yards from our blind. And uh, we had a buck come out, and he bedded between the two of us, between the blind and the food plot. Just laid there for like a half hour. Okay. Just laid there, and that, that was pretty cool, you know. And um, he wasn't a shooter in my book, but. I kind of had the thoughts of like, well, you know, if a decent buck comes by and give give an opportunity, I might try to take one for his experience, you know. But, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we had some does come by otherwise, and you know, but we never did, never did take a shot on anything. Okay, but it gave him the opportunity to see see a little action. Exactly. Yeah. What was his reaction yeah, that, to that? Oh, he kept. Grabbing the binoculars, taking the binoculars. I want to look at him again, you know. Yeah. And you should try to count the points. Oh, I think he's a seven point. Well, maybe not. I think he's an eight pointer, you know. And it was pretty funny listening to him say that. The commentary, right? Oh yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and and kind of in as much detail as possible talk to us about the night that you ended up killing a buck from from the stand with your boy in it. All right. Well, yeah, like, so that Friday night beforehand, we, we had seen all those deer and that buck bedded. And then um, said, we stayed at the cabin and I said, well, should we go in the morning or, or should we wait and sleep in, you know? And, and it happened to be my birthday the next day. And he's like, ah, let's sleep in. Like, all right. 
I won't argue with that. I mean, don't ever get to do that very much. So what, what, in and what year, what date, or what time is it? Or what time of year is it? What's the date? This would have been October 3rd. Okay, October so 3rd. early. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty green yet. And uh, <clears throat> so, so we slept in that day, Pedra, and then that night actually I said, well, where are we going to sit? And my dad came down and with his crossbow, and he was going to hunt. And so... Well, I'm going to go down the creek bottom in the ladder stand, and that's where his stand is. That's, you know, quote his stand that he picked out, his ladder stand that we put up. And uh, said, all right. Was, the wind was pretty well perfect for that. It was coming from the east, actually, which was kind of a rare wind. And out in front of us, we had cornfield. And between us and the corn, there was like a swampy patch. There was in a creek um, right behind us. And the way the wind was blowing was lower well, scent like right down the creek, which was perfect for cause there was bedding on both sides of this or where the tree stand was and we were sitting there and we didn't quite dress warm enough and he was getting cold and I was actually kinda of getting chilly and we were kinda of snuggling up together in the ladder stands and talking. It's like, Oh, why am I gonna see any deer, you know? And I said, Oh, we just gotta have patience, you know and, and then I was looking around and I'm like, Wow, I never know that there's a trail that comes right underneath the stand right into the creek. I never noticed that. I was pointing it out to him and next thing you know here come a doe and a fawn pop right down to the creek and walk right underneath of us. He thought that was pretty cool and he wanted me to shoot the doe and I said no we're not going to shoot the doe with the, with the fawn with her you know kind of thing and like alright and I kept telling him you know just be still be still don't move and so they walked right on by us and it was Pretty cool. They were there probably 15 minutes, I suppose, something like that. And then uh, they wandered off, and um, a little while later, I'm like, oh, man, look, there's something down there, the thick stuff down here, you know. I can see the tree moving around. Like, he has binoculars looking, and, yeah, there's a buck there, Dad. And <laughs> I could see the antlers, but I couldn't tell how big he was. And then um, it stopped for a while, and all of a sudden, here it come right on this little swamp thing in front of us, and it's real nice little eight-pointer, and man, he was he was know, twenty yards in front of us for ten minutes, just rubbing his neck on little shrub stuff there, and I kept on landing, you know, just be still. And I was still sitting at the time, and so we were doing pretty good. And then he wanted me to shoot him, I'm like, no, he's just still too small. <laughs> and then he walked off into the corn, and I said, well. Maybe if he comes back, I'll, I'll take a shot at him, you know, if he gives us an opportunity. He's like, all right. Then <clears throat> also we heard a thrash and a crash and come running through the corn. I swear it sounded like a bear coming. And uh, so I stood up, and he stayed sitting, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, shooter, shooter. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that to you? Oh, yeah, and I couldn't see it. And he's like pointing his hand straight out in front of him, pointing out towards the corn, and I'm like, I don't see him, and he was on my right side. Landon was, and uh, like I don't see him. He's like he's right there. And I'm like, well, talk quieter, but where? You know, and he's trying to point, and you know, he was sitting lower, and he was to my right, so he could have a better view. And and uh, all of a sudden, I I saw antlers. And I'm like, oh, he looks pretty good. And uh, what you call it? He kind of started walking towards this little swampy part, and I had my bow in my hand, and. I drew, and then he stopped, and I couldn't quite get a shot off, so I'm sitting there waiting. And then I, draw, I brought it back, 
And he started walking forward again. And Landon started hitting me on the side saying, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I, and I was trying to keep my composure, you know, like, just calm down, just you know, be quiet, you know. And then I redrew, and, and uh, he stopped one more time, and I put it right behind his shoulder, and off he ran. And, boy, he looked up at me, and I swear his eyes were big as basketballs. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know what – I mean, this buck, this, I mean, no deer were spooked during this encounter. I mean, it sounds to me like there was a lot of, you know, your son's excitement may have potentially would spook a deer, but was, was this buck focused on something else or was he just trying to get through the area or what was the deal? You know, I have no idea what he was focused on and how, I mean, the yard wasn't even, I think it was like 19 yards. I think I arranged it at afterwards and I don't know how he didn't see Landon pointing towards him or, or what, but, but yeah, I mean, we never got busted. It was just one of those scenarios where, you know, this works meant perfect. to be, I guess. Yeah. So how, how, first off, how big, what, what kind of caliber of deer are we looking at? Well, he was well, serious, just over 18 inches wide, um, but he had real short tines and I actually think he was on his downfall, but um, he scored like one mid one twenties, I think it was, but he weighed two hundred and eight pounds, so field dressed. Yeah. But he was a big deer. He was a big deer. But okay. but he was normally yes, normally I probably would have passed him up, you know, because there's obviously bigger caliber deer there. Right. But basically when I saw saw he was a good book, I'm like, Well, there's a whole neck and it was a great experience for both of us, that's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Exciting, just to, I mean, after the shot, what was your son saying? Uh, he just looked at me and he's like, "Oh, I saw you, you hit him, you hit him, you know." And and then, but then we, he stood up next to me and we we watched him run out along the edge of the cornfield and he stopped. Then we actually thought he tipped over. So we were like, I'm like, all right, we gotta be quiet though, you know, because we want to sneak out of here in case he didn't, you know, kind of thing. And, and, uh, yeah, so it was, he was whispering, he was giggling, and we actually had, uh, like where we come in and out, we had, uh, a video camera, a home, homebrew video camera set up up there. And, uh, as we walked by it, we stopped in front of it and said, oh, you know, we just shot this buck or whatever. And he was just giggling away when we were talking and, into the video thing. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I mean, were you guys down on the ground following blood? Did you, was, was any of this kind of like a teaching moment as well? Um, yeah, like, you know, basically it's all right, you know, we got to give him some time. I don't want to go chase him right away kind of thing. And we had to sneak out of here real quiet because we don't want to spook anything, you know, and we got down from the sand real slow and you know, we snuck out of there and I sent my dad a text and, uh, about it, and I said, "Well, we'll go get Grandpa first before we come down here. Yeah, give him some time, and we don't want to push him. If it wasn't a good shot, you know, we don't want to push him and make him run, you know, and then not find him. And uh, and we were surrounded in corn, so it's not very fun tracking a deer in corn. So right, right. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, <clears throat> got back to the cabin, and my dad wasn't there yet. So I thought maybe he's stuck out in the ground by the deer out in the field. So we drove the truck out there and." picked him up and he didn't even get my text and Landon's like dad or grandpa dad dad got one or whatever and he's like what you did and <laughs> so it was pretty cool so he got back to the cabin and 
gave us a little, I don't know, must have been like an hour, I suppose, and then walked down there to the creek again, and they found the arrow was a pass-through, and then uh, followed the blood, and then it was like coming out on both sides. They could see that real easy along the corn, and then um, uh, exit wound must have plugged up because that was only on one side. And then he kind of like did a figure eight through the creek, all the thick creek stuff, and went to the edge of the creek, and it was like a six-foot drop-off there. So they came back around, and like we got all confused because he got like you know, back over his tracks that he came in on, and I'm like, oh, what the heck, you know? And then finally I'm like, you know what? We're going to have to back out of here, and we'll come back in the morning to do this. And uh so I said, well, I'm going to go on the other side of the creek here, the little bank that goes up and looks like fresh tracks on it. And so I walked up it, and I looked around, didn't see anything at all. And I said, all right, well, let's mark it, you know, where we last saw it, and we'll come in here in the morning. The crazy thing is, is that my wife and her sister already had planned on taking those two to a marathon, half-mile marathon deal that they were running in the cities that morning at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, how am I going to get a babysitter at 10 o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, later we got to go home. We're going to take my under this. We're going to have to come down, you know, right as soon as we're done with that, you know? And uh like, all right. So then uh, we didn't get home, or actually home until midnight. My wife got us up at like five o'clock and <laughs> hopped in the truck, took them to their, their deal and waited very impatiently for them to get done. And thankfully the weather was going to be cool enough, you know, I wasn't too worried about that part. <clears throat> and then, uh, I didn't get down there until like 1130, which is killing me. <laughs> so, uh, but I was within 20 yards of him from where he laid the night before. So he just what? went up that bank that I went up on and, tipped over. <laughs> so what was your son was your son with you when you when you ended up finding him? I actually found him myself while okay. my dad and my boy were on the other side of the creek. I'm like, I'm gonna go on this side of the creek and, you know, come back down where I was the last before, you know. And uh I saw something laying there and I looked and I'm like, I found him <laughs> So then they came running across the creek and yeah, then we that and he had a couple other friends with him at that time too and thankfully we did because like I said he was 208 in trust so he was quite heavy fully <laughs> yeah fully yeah so when you ended up finding this buck I mean your son was with you when it happened did what was what was he asking what kind of questions was he asking what kind I mean did did you get him to I mean I guess what happened? I mean, what was his? Was he excited when you found it? Did he get a chance to hold it and look at it? Oh yeah, yep, yep. He was excited and uh, he was looking right away, like where we hit him. He's trying to look for that hole and <laughs> that kind of thing. I said, well, once we get him out of here, we'll when we get him out. You know, we'll we'll really look at it better. You can see everything that way. You know. Yeah. So then, uh, so yeah, he was actually taking pictures. He took my phone and was taking pictures, and I was sitting there holding the deer and. He was taking pictures of the deer and cut my head off. <laughs> so you can see his my hands holding the deer. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, I mean, now that uh, – were you able to save the meat off of it? Did he watch you uh, clean it? Did he watch you take the meat off of it? Yeah, yeah. He was, he, uh, normally I would 
um, cut them up myself, but time of day, and it was on a Sunday then when we found them. So we, <clears throat> excuse me, we dug them out of the creek bottom into the field, and yeah, he was there when he cut them out and got them cleaned up, and we looked at everything like where the arrow came out and stuff, and uh, and uh, then we took a bunch of pictures and we took them to town where we could get them processed right away or cut up right away. So they, uh, they, he was with me the whole time with everything, and yeah. Nice. So, uh, so is he looking? Is he looking forward to this uh, this uh, upcoming hunting season with trail cameras or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. He's been talking about it already, and we're going uh, back down to the land next weekend. We're ready to uh, check. We we still have cameras out there, so we're going to go check those and put some more mineral out and and uh, do some work down there. So I told him. We want to try to do this and do that with this trail and this trail, so we can sit here and sit there. And so, but he's uh, he's pretty excited to go help. So. Cool. And then, what about uh, are you taking him turkey season this year? Tur- uh, turkey hunting? Yep. Yep. At the uh, end of April is my season, so so we got to get up off early to go. <laughs> so, actually, when I was talking to you earlier, when you brought turkey hunting, um, he was standing beside me, and I said, you know. This year he's gonna go with me. And he fist pumped it in the in the air with his fist, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, let me say congratulations to you and wish you and your son uh, the best of luck in this uh, 2016 season. And uh, anything else that you want to uh, anything else you want to talk about, you know, between you and your son, or anything that you're looking forward to per se? I'm just looking forward to this coming season here. I mean, I'm hoping that hoping this big ten that we had hanging around is still there and um there was a real big nine player too that I had an encounter with after I got my bow with or buck with a bow and he was a pretty pretty big boy there. So I'm hoping these guys are still around so hopefully we'll get a crack at them this year. Nice. Well yeah. have a you know, thank you very much for coming on the show and ta- telling your story. And uh, and uh, I guess, uh, like I said, good luck and tell your boy uh, thanks for listening and thanks for uh, thanks for being a hunter. Yeah, thank you too. You know, thanks for for all that you're doing with your shows and it's, it's great. Another podcast in the books. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Like I always do, I just want to say thank you to all the people who are listening to this podcast and uh, following me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and doing all the things that need to be done in order to keep this from going. Make sure you guys are checking out Exodus Trail Cameras at exodusoutdoorgear.com and uh, give them a Give them a quick uh, visit and find out more information about their products and their trail cameras, uh, and that would be a good start. Now, one thing I want to touch base on really quick is the next generation of hunting, and it's very important for us and, f- and for me to, how do I put this, provide a positive message for hunting in that next generation and to teach my children and to teach your children and the youth I mean even if it's not your children the youth the the next generation below us the proper ethics of hunting and that the game that we hunt 
is a resource. And that resource, if not treated properly, has an expiration date. So there's a lot of things that go into, you know, educating the next generation on um, the right way to hunt and the right way to live outdoors. And um, that is that is on us, on me, and on you to uh, to follow down that right path. Now, hopefully, that made sense. That was all, right off the top of the head. So uh, if I uh, didn't make sense. Hopefully you guys can uh, translate that into the message that it needs to be. So thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, remember, wear your damn safety harness.